That, that does make it easier. Mm-hmm. You ever, I tried to roll uphill once. It did not go great. Was this like middle school? Way younger. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I remember distinctly. It was very difficult. It's like, <laughs> flipped on one side. That's exactly, yes. Yeah, how did it you went end up going back down? Yeah. <laughs> Gravity. She's a bitch. She sure is. And no one can escape her grasp. One oh. must imagine Jack and Joe happy. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome back to the Seven Star of the Right podcast. We're just going right in. Let's yeah, go. Let's, let's do, do it. it. Yeah, we got a lot of ground we got to cover. Shit to do. We got shit to do. We got to get out of Neo Opus, guys. No, we um, don't. No, you don't. There's only five <laughs> minutes left. <laughs> Do we even specify the amount of battery that you have? Well, uh, let me yes, say, yes, yes, um, we did. I'm pretty we did. sure we've been four out paying of six. attention. I think you were at four out of six. Yeah, yeah. it's now at three out of six because we did we've, one important thing. Yeah. Anyway, this is session 85. <laughs> How are you all doing today? Just swell. Just yeah. swell. Yep. Good. That's awesome. That's Dynamite. great to hear. Love to hear I would that. like winter to be over. Um, you know, Punxsutawney Phil. He, he saw his shadow. No, he didn't see his shadow. See his shadow. Mm-hmm. I was, he was on the I was going to take a trip out to Punxsutawney. Punxsutawney. Uh-huh. Well, in I don't know. In Pennsylvania. There yeah. we go. I was pretty sure it was Pennsylvania, but I wanted to make sure I got like that right. Nowhere, and murder a groundhog. Yes. <laughs> maybe you, maybe you don't see your shadow, mister, if you want to keep your toes. I feel like there was a... I can't remember. I'm remembering some animated show where someone wanted winter to or spring to come sooner or something like that, or they they wanted more winter, mm. and so they kidnapped the the groundhog trying to prevent him from like seeing the, his shadow or something like that. Does this ring a bell? That no, happens no. in Groundhog Day. He no, no, and Bill no, no, no. Murray get in a car, this but that's not kind of I, I know, I know, I know that one. Check your blind spot. Check. Your blind spot. I feel like I have to. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't look this up right now. Yeah. We, just we spend just, time looking you this just up. Just welcome yeah. people. This is what happens when you stop the the banter early it, yeah. it trickles over you spent uh, a fair chunk of your life in pennsylvania so that might like <laughs> skew your uh, your media consumption they have pennsylvania specific cartoons for kids it's probably a lot more groundhog centric <laughs> it's gotta be right <laughs> I'm, just, I'm worried about phil now i'm just getting groundhog day over and over again are you sure that's, uh, that's groundhog day. Yeah. in the that's, bill murray film groundhog day. that's a quote from bill murray in the bill murray film groundhog day i'm getting groundhog date over and over but not in the musical you see no that's why we oh, this don't is, like the this musical. is gonna bother me because i vividly remember we will like, go on a vision quest sing it later I, I, no i don't that <laughs> no what i don't share with you is, i think i think everyone might be animals or something like that huh? and like kidnap the, the groundhog i'm not taking notes on this uh, part now he, doesn't, figure this out he doesn't end up seeing his shadow because he, it's too late to see his shadow so spring comes earlier and that's or something like that and that's bad. what he was trying to prevent or something i can't remember is, it's like one of those things. It's like on the tip of your your brain stem, but yes. you can't quite. Uh, not the brain stem mm. because the brain because the brain is on the tip of the brain. Stem. Yeah. <laughs> Continue. We got it. I mean, got it. It's technically on the tip of my brain stem. Anyway, we're no, let's no, figure this stop. out. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not where the thoughts happen. I'm pretty sure that part is for the things that keep you alive, Philip. Yes, you know brains. Is that right? That I believe is right. And now, so, Jeff, with the weather. I'm, Feeling inklings of you know, code name kid next door or whatever deep in the same place where my lung functions happen. <laughs> Excellent.
What are you guys? I, I've closed the tab. Thank what are you, you guys remember from back. last session? And welcome back, <laughs> Jeff. Just have a start of the right. Uh, happy to be here. <clears throat> what do you guys remember from 84? Yes. So in episode 84, we began at a fight. Well, it was kind of a fight. Yes. We were in the normal labs and we were all waiting outside the door to rush in and jump. I want to say five nanite zombies who are all mimicking, creating drugs, but not actually doing that. So we had a plan that we built in episode 83, where we were going to hit them with an EMP. And then we were going to run into the room and beat them all up. We did that. It went great. It it sure did. It went, you know, without a hitch. Yep. And then we grabbed a bunch of drugs and threw them in the bag. And then while we were doing that, Micah kept eyeing this door that said, like, secure labs. And Micah was like, you know, we could go in there and get more stuff. (laughs) That was pretty easy. (laughs) And then we had a conversation about this for a while. (laughs) And then we looked at it and very, very carefully went into the secure labs. Mm Mm-hmm. And then we reached another door and we spent a while talking about whether we were going to go in that door Mm -hmm. or not. And when we opened that door, there's a bunch of guys behind it. And then also one dude who we later learned was Calvin Nexa, who was holding a giant ass sword and was apparently the super soldier that we had heard of from previous hackings of computers and such. Yes, that's correct. So he is carrying us, well, was... But we'll get to that in a moment. <laughs> Carrying a sword called Terminus X, which is a est. est sorry, yes, you're right. The Terminus S, the most terminus. She means like end of the line or something like that. So it's oh, like, that's what a terminus is. is. It? Yeah. And isn't it, est just? It's like the final. Most? It's like the final yeah. like the destination. Most terminus. It basically means you're dead. Just terminus. <laughs> I think there's I think there's a famous D&D artifact that's also oh. called Terminus Esther. Is it like also that. a giant claymore? I'm not sure, actually. Okay, we're not going to look that up. You we, think we spent our internet voice today. Yes, stop that. Stop that. You gave a grand Um, Okay, so we encountered this. He was under the influence of shutdown, I believe, under a film thing. So we killed all of the guys around him and then broke this film with him in a what's it called force construct uh yeah Tell you put him in a force construct box then we broke him out and then we were like kelvin speak to us it's been centuries to which he responded incoherent rage noises and then tried to murder all of us so that was a thing yep it was a very fun fight we turns out the power of the sword is that it can project ghosts across basically line of sight distances Yep. so that when he makes a slashy slashy with the sword, all of the ghosts also make a slashy slashy and hit you just as hard as if he had actually hit you with the sword. You cannot attack the ghost back. You have to go fight the guy. So that's pretty cool. Yep. And he constrained himself to project more, more of them. Yeah, that's right. Then we got him eaten by nanites is in fact how he died. We hit him a lot. And I mean, then, that, that certainly helped. Yeah. yeah. That did like, it did an absurd amount of damage to him. I think it did like 17 damage. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, that's what I have. Or at least that's one of the damage numbers. And I think it's like 2d10 plus something mm-hmm. <laughs> is what I, being out in the nanite field is. Yeah, so it's not good. Don't, don't, don't be do out that. There. Don't, that's right. Don't okay. do that at the beginning of your turn. Yeah. Deal. I, 
I tried to do that. It was ill-advised. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm going to run up to him. Uh, maybe don't. <laughs> oh, okay. So anyway, that is roughly all I believe we did. Did I miss anything? I think, that's um, that was it. Yeah. I, think, I think that was basically everything. We basically skipped over an entire fight because you guys built the equivalent of like a pillbox in the door with the force construct and just shot through like little yeah. slits. Yeah, we're not going to do that again. Like, <laughs> that wasn't. I mean, you can. I was Smarter honestly. things might figure out a way to go around it, but. I was honestly expecting things. them as soon as we engaged with them to all start running for the super soldier guy and let him out. So I was quite pleasantly surprised when that did not happen. It turns out they don't really have a whole lot of reasoning. Abilities. Yeah. Zombies, man. Zombies. They just kind of do. Dumb. They kind of do what they do. Also, I know you guys that weren't asking for it, but Terminus S is both a weapon in Path of Exile, but also Warhammer 40k. Mm. Maybe that's what I'm remembering. Yeah, I can't see anything mm-hmm. about D&D, which probably makes sense because there are two people here at the, on this table who know a lot more about D&D related. I don't know weapons. Myself. Yeah, I don't I know was, the lore. I know yeah, the mechanics. I was looking at Philip and David. Fair yeah. enough. I don't know artifacts or anything uh, fair like enough. that. Maybe then David? No, I I know that um, if Punxsutawney Phil sees his shadow, <laughs> he gets the turn, Terminus S he, and oh, uh, becomes Jesus. God King. And if he doesn't, he gets a Holy Avenger. Um, <laughs> <laughs> <yeah>. Nice. <laughs> And this is why he's the king. <laughs> this is why he's immortal. He chooses to either come, bring in the spring or let it stay, uh, winter sail around a little bit more. He has control over the seasons. Yeah. <laughs> Do not cross him. Do not cross Punxsutawney Phil. He will cut you. Um, anyway, yeah, that's about where we left off, where um, I think he only really was able to get off like one decent attack, but it took off a chunk of, I think Micah and Nona's health. He also spent, I think as soon as he woke up, one of his attacks just hitting the box. So yeah, he was a a beefy lad. Mm -hmm. He was a beefy lad was being the, the operative word there. Is Uh, he like gone, gone, or are we about to like have to, that was one of the things that if was sort of unclear to me. If we're playing the game yeah, now, sorry. Alex, <laughs> uh, once he's dead, Alex wants to like get him back in the nanite field so he doesn't come back. That's but, what I um, was that's, gonna ask. That's, yeah. a, that's like the next thing once we're actually yeah, in the game. Yeah, and, and so like you can, the behavior of his body on the ground right now is a much different behavior than the nanite zombies that you were seeing. We're getting right into it. Sure, let's um, do it. So, like, when the nanite zombies, when you puncture them in in some way, they kind of spill out this smoke of nanites that were basically holding up, like, a human shell. Whereas in, in this particular case, it seems as he stands in the nanite field, they are continuing to eat away at him. Got it. So they do not appear to be trying to... Well, you're not entirely sure what the process of possession looks like, but... If you let things go on, it's just like a big magic eraser is just kind of going over top of his entire body. So we don't have to go like into detail about Mm. what's happening there. But there's no like blood being spilled on the floor because as soon as it gets spilled, it gets cleaned up. So it's just he is slowly disintegrating in the mist. If you want to bring him into the, the range of the beacon, that process will stop. Well, I mean, we do eventually want to pick up that sword would be my guess. So you're just going to kind of like wait as like the big uh, magic eraser yeah. in the sky. Just yeah, I'm <gasps> going to I'm going to be a lot happier once we have the, the big door closed again. And this man on the other side of it, because he had the um, well, you know, it would be better without the sword, but not good. Hmm. Yeah, I think maybe let's 
th- this is kind of what, what there was to see here. Shame about that guy. Seems like they messed him up a long time ago. I'm going to yoink the sword <laughs> with telekinesis. So maybe let's just go. Yep. And so you're able to obtain the sword. I don't know if I said this on air, so I'm just going to say it now. So Balderdash. Balderdash. <laughs> there we go. And moving yeah. on. I'm not going to read all of this stuff. This is in the, the revised edition under the artifacts, this weapon. But this is a large advanced weapon. And so it, it controls like the stats that have that. I think it's like 1d10 on hit. It has like a shock of 2 AC 15. You can look up the stats on your own. But this particular weapon has a couple of other features. And so whoever is going to take a look at this, probably Nona would be the one of the best, like mm. the scientific minds or, or, or Leggett, one of the two, yeah. is going to take a look at this and will be able to explain kind of how it works and what it's doing. I think Nona's actually a little bit distracted watching just for a while, watching like that body disappear. Mm-hmm. And then like if we do move it back into like the field, she's just kind of staring at it. All right. Well, yeah, we'll deal with that in a moment. That's right. But the, the weapon itself says... Um, it talks as an instant. <laughs> yes, it, it does talk <laughs> as an instant action at the start of the round. A wielder holding me uh, can nominate a visible target for the rest of the round. They're treated as if they're adjacent and engaged in melee combat. The target hindering ranged attacks, subjecting them to attacks if they move away without fight and withdrawal and so forth. The fighter is not subject to attacks by the target unless they are actually within the range of the target's weapons. By straining the wielder's perception pathways, this target nomination can be applied to a number of targets equal to the wielder's stab skill plus two. Any attack made plus against two. plus two. Any attack made against one target is applied to all nominated targets using the same die rolls. Each round, this multiple uh, nomination is maintained. The wielder takes two system strain. All Terminus Est weapons have a plus two bonus to hit and damage rolls. Really quick mechanics question. Yeah. Do you have to have a valid target in front of you to hit at melee range in order to do the ghosts? Can you be standing all the way across the room swinging at air and having the ghosts hit stuff? I, I was... Um, I was going to say they, they all take the same die roll. So I would say you could target an empty space in front of you and attack it so that the, the ranged attacks can also. Sounds good. Because I think, I mean, he had the wall that he could hit in front of him, but that's what I would have done. That's as well why I was like, range. yeah, asking yeah. because he did have a valid target. Yep. All right. So that is that. Nona is there kind of <laughs> watching the spot where Calvin Nexa used to be. That's right. After a period of time, nothing remains. It is as as clean as if a janitor just kind of like went over it with like one of those mop things. Gotcha. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like I'm actually there. <laughs> yeah. No, 100%. I was going to try to think of like um, a Zamboni. Yeah, the Zamboni one. It is as smooth as a freshly Zamboni patch of ice. Yeah. Um, but I, I couldn't remember the name of it. So it's just like, it's, you know, basically it's been mopped. Like it, it's been, <laughs> basically it's, he's been mopped. Calvin one of those mop status things. Guys, we really need to workshop these scripts. <laughs> <laughs> this one was a little bit rough. There's a, there a tight deadline. You know? <laughs> okay. Well, all right. Yeah. So I guess the robots didn't want that one specifically. Yeah. Uh, they sure were getting up to some pretty unethical stuff around here back in the day, but 
I guess they managed to keep this guy protected for a while. Hmm. They turned him into a weapon and it destroyed his mind. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that that's right. Well, eventually it did. Anyway. Yeah. Brutal. That's sad. It is sad. Cool sword, though. Hmm. Okay, so um, do you want to let Leggett out of the box and we'll get out of here? Or can we put <laughs> wheels on it and, or something? <laughs> I don't know what, what he's good where he is. No, uh, it, it is not transportable. I will evaporate the construct that was protecting Leggett. He's free. Uh, yeah, cool. We have a sword how are, now. How are we looking on our battery? Computer battery. <laughs> Battery report. You're now at three out of six. Perfect. Remaining. Okay. I think I think it's time to pack up. Hmm. Yeah. Now yeah, we found some some cool stuff in here. Let's not push it too much farther. I don't think there is anywhere further to push it. Exactly. Well, it's, it's a big building. I doubt there's anything else that's uh more interesting than this, though. So. <laughs> been, been constructed. We go left. We run around in the hallways in the office for, like, days. <laughs> like, three battery levels. <laughs> for, like, three yeah. battery levels. Yeah. What are the bathrooms right. like here? We, we leave. All right. So, yeah, you guys start to make your measured retreat out of the um, Gene Morph Labs with Terminus Est in tow. Who is taking Terminus Est? This is not... A small thing. This mm-hmm. is yeah. actually it's I like a to... large weapon. It's yeah, like yes. a large advanced. It's advanced a large weapon. advanced weapon. Let me take a look at the stats. Which is yeah, I think those have like two encumbrance, so pretty hefty. I have room for stuff, but I think that the discussion was that Micah wanted the sword. So I think the assumption has been to this point that this is kind of like sort of Micah's sword. Although we all came in here to maybe get more stuff for money, so we might need to figure yeah. that out. But I think by default, if you have the space for it, you're carrying it. If not, I mm-hmm. can also carry it. Yeah, I do not have the space to carry it. Also, I will carry it. We're, two encumbrance. I am sworn to carry your burdens. Hey, I'm carrying a lot of burdens over here in these two big boxes. I just wanted to see this guy okay. thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm not familiar. Sorry. Really? That's the first companion you get. Oh, oh yeah. She's Lydia? fun. Yeah. Oh, everybody right. <laughs> Fusro does her off the mountain because every single time you hand her something, she goes, I'm sworn to carry your burdens. <laughs> You're like, chill, woman. Anyway, back uh, to this. Were Nona or Leggett able to tell on this sword, kind of checking it over initially, how that like system strain thing might interact with Nona's system if it just doesn't at all or... There's any like if she's able to use that or not. This is something that Kirsten and I were were talking about off air. If Nona didn't indeed want to use it, I am of the opinion that I like the idea that it requires some form of currency. Obviously, as a Troy, I does not have system strain in the same way, and so I was going to have a damage roll for it, probably like one d four, maybe plus one. Cool. All right. It's well, a pretty cool sword. Mm-hmm. Because we can discuss what we do with it. Kirsten, the player, has some interest in this. That's <laughs> the author discussions. Oh, yeah, by Nona means. upgraded stab. You know, <laughs> when she took Ernst's hand. That's right. Hand knife. 
Fair well, enough. he lost his privileges to it because he oh, tried to kill Alex. I'm not saying that he didn't deserve it. I'm just <laughs> saying that you took his hand knife. I did take his hand And then also knife. wanted to take his eyes. We did not. We did not. All, All right, right, cool. Well, yeah, you, you can use it. I will That's fine with me. This. But yeah, I think it's about time to start heading out. So we want to go back to the monorail, I guess. It's kind of our best way out of here. Mm-hmm. So you guys start making your way out of Gene Morph Labs, which takes you to the AeroSky Promenade. And again, you see the, the library and Gene Morph Labs, which you just left. There's additionally stairs down into the monorail station that you came from. And then there's additionally the AeroSky walkway, which you know does connect to the square in which you kind of entered. Granted, that was where another one of those skulls was that Drift put down. I think the plan right now is to take the train back to the mall, walk through the mall one more time, get to where we parked right outside the mall doors yep. in the front, and then drive back. I think if we walk along that walkway, the skywalk, we end up further from our car kind of situation. It's... Yeah. Um... To some extent, it like you guys did park right in front of the mall, but the mall is also in the square where the end, the, yeah, that's the exit of this. So it, it's just a different way that you haven't gone before. But I wanted to flag that that was a possibility if you wanted to go. Mm-hmm. It did also have in the same place where the monorail was, have like the skull and crossbones. Yeah, and like we, there'd danger. be a different fight there. If we go back through this way, all we got to deal with is purple guy and roughly what I'm assuming to be several, several nanite zombie pieces slowly knitting themselves back together after we hit them all with the train. Mm-hmm. There might be one or two others that have healed by now, but the vast majority of those boys were on the tracks. So I'm feeling good about our chances. Yeah, probably best to retread the old path. All right. So you guys make your way down to the monorail line. This one, as you had seen before, is pretty empty. Train is a couple minutes away. Is there anything that you guys want to do while waiting for the train? Or are you just going to be like sitting there in silence? I have some ideas, but I would like their low priority. So if other people have thoughts. Go for it. Okay. Well, I have an interest in interacting with the Drict VI. Okay. So yeah, I think I'm going to do that and like this. Actually, wait, one more thing before we do that. Keep forgetting that Tony's here. Tony's here. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm here. What's up? I I think this, how do you say it, goes without saying, but don't tell people about... Yeah, no, I got it. Keep it on the down, though. does go without saying. Yeah, no, I, it's, it seemed like you... If, if you wanted people to know, you'd be telling them. And the fact that you haven't been implies to me that you don't really want people to know. Sorry, I, I figured it out, but you do you. Well, there's also there's also the fact that the people who do know about true AIs existing in the world are in danger from there's an entity out there who's murdering people. But I figured you were already at risk because you know about Quinn. So, oh, uh. Sorry. Yeah. Go back a little bit. That that entity that knows about uh, true AI is um, that seeking out and and killing people and like it just kind of like nods over in the corner like yes, yes. <laughs> he tried to shoot me. I think he did. Hmm. 
he did shoot you. Yeah, there's definitely a world where you are dead. Very dead. <laughs> but we said no to that world to do something else. And, <laughs> and look at you now. <laughs> <laughs> I am a badass adventurer. Well, oh, well. <laughs> I, tr- I keep trying to say it. It, it just ne- it never sounds right in my, my mouth. <laughs> Quick, let's get I you p- back to the put, NPC locker. I put him back in the safety cube. <laughs> <laughs> And Tony uh, just says, all right. I mean, I, I've had people, you know, after me before and I, it sounds, he's not a, like I'm omnipotent, right? Like he doesn't know as soon as I know, like that I know and that he's going to come hunt me down. No, like no. And like I right? said, you were, you were already at, at risk. Yeah. Um, the omnipotent but... things don't really care about the AI as far as I, as far as I know. Yeah. Uh, what? <laughs> you know. <laughs> and Alex winks at him. <laughs> You're a strange man, Alex. Yeah. And you have my pity. (laughs) You're a strange, strange man. But yeah. Yes, but just, um, uh, there's also the little wrinkle of we don't know what he currently looks like. Oh, okay. That's fun. Sure. I'll keep my eye out for someone who knows that I know that Troy, I exist and that we don't know what they look like. And that he will maybe want to kill me. He very Good. well might be yeah. accompanied by two women who look exactly the same. That could help. They'll also want to kill All you. Right? They will also mm-hmm. want to kill you. Cool. All right. That that helps a little bit. Yeah. But one, they might not be together. It's no guarantee. That's you know, mm. that's a problem. Also, one of them might be wearing a hat. And don't let that throw you off. They do <laughs> still look really exactly the same. That threw off the torch. <laughs> it really did. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> If you see the same woman in two different places, maybe that's like oh, your cue. Are you talking about the one that didn't, you know, tricked? I mean, I didn't think we told you about that, but yeah. <laughs> what do you I, know? I picked up some things. <laughs> mm-hmm. okay, I knew there was I a woman courier the same day. I was asking them to take a look at her. Yeah. Yeah, they did. Two div- two looks. <laughs> at the same time. One when she arrived and then one when they left and they waved. <laughs> I see. Okay. All right. I kind of remember what she looks like. Yeah. Mm. Oh, cool. Oh, okay. Can you describe her? <laughs> uh, yeah. She doesn't really have, like, there are no tattoos or really any discerning features. That's what you consider just a discerning. You can't recognize people if they don't have tattoos. <laughs> I mean, I'm just you know what I'm like, saying. I can, I can, I can, <laughs> you know, you I can recognize that this is a this type of person, but you know, like, oh, cute face. Um, so you know, like short symmetrical. Bob. Yeah, yeah, I guess, I suppose. Mm, okay, anyone cute is a threat. <laughs> Got it. Well, I, I, I'm even I'm I out of the hot ones. It's like it's just ones. like you know, there's some people that just kind of fade into the. The background. Oh, so, man, so I don't speak. like are listening saying, to you describe are people. Are you saying she has main character energy? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm saying quite the opposite of main character energy. The opposite of main character energy. energy. Got it, got it. Okay. Where she just kind of like blends into the background. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. She just, you know, black bob. Yeah, you know when it's like point out the main character and there's like, you know, the one with the Yu-Gi-Oh. six different hair colors and stuff. <laughs> She's not that one. No. <laughs> She's no. any of the other ones. The ones no, that you yeah, don't like even notice. Hair, I remember that, you know? Yeah. The ones that you don't even notice that they don't animate. <laughs> she stood there for about 20 minutes, directly, completely still. Nobody noticed. Sick, Amazing. dude. Anyway, right. yes. Um, right. 
I will be most likely warning the rest of the Paragon freelancers about this particular development when we get back. But mm-hmm. yes. Okay. That's a good thing to keep an eye out for. This uh, non-omnipotent being have a name? Deacon. Deacon. Again, Deacon. he might not be going by it anymore. Fair though. enough, but it's also possible that he uses that. It's easier to remember one name than multiple names, right? That's true. That's true. But like, I'm not sure if that was jab at me or not. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was not. Also, <laughs> oh, but like, you're not gonna just fight people named Deacon, right? Because that's <laughs> no, that's a but name. like, it, it's also a title. Yeah, that's you true. You could walk into a church and it's they'll like, be like, "Hello, I'm Deacon Smith." You can't fool me. <laughs> oh man, we're cracking this it's case wide open. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to hide amongst the religious figures, not on my watch. <laughs> Better pray to your God, Deacon. <laughs> Ooh, that's good. Remember that for later. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, uh, he is informed. Yes, thank you. That was far more entertaining than I thought it was going to be. Thank you all. Um, okay. Welcome to Seven Stars, sometimes entertaining. (laughs) We do our best. A glowing review from one of our own. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. Now on to the thing that I actually want to do is um, interact with the the Drift VI because I think for the most part, we are roughly out of the danger that he could potentially tell us about. Mm-hmm. has been my assessment of the situation because I'm trying to be very careful with this because we know he's got limited lifespan left. There's like a battery and every time we ask him questions, it's like it's like the beacon thing. Every time you ask an important question, the battery life goes down a little. Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing it's also probably plot driven. So that'll be fun too. Mm-hmm. But my intention both while waiting for the train and on the train itself is to have a conversation with this VI. I will Mm -hmm. say so ahead of time, given that everybody knows about robot stuff, I'm fine with anybody overhearing this, participating, whatever you want to do. Cool? Sounds good. Great. I say the wake word. (laughs) (laughs) Boom! (laughs) Got you. Hello. If you're seeing this VI program, I dripped am dead. I was created in Skip intro. (laughs) Skip recap. Should the worst happen. (laughs) Hi, yes. And I, I, I do want to say, when you turn on this, again, um, once more, do you have some kind of focusing? No, it's just in my phone. I'm looking at the yeah. camera of my phone. There is no visual projection thing. If you wanted to add some cool flavor, he could be on the screen. Well, and we could be using the selfie camera. I, I will say that you can't help but notice that there is a waiver in, mm-hmm. in the, the speech pattern. There are parts of it that are getting just a little crumbly when it comes to audio at the edges. And the diffused light is flickering ever so softly. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, you would imagine that this might be some of the last answers that you'll be able to get from Drift in any sort of way. Mm -hmm. Um, And I will be rolling a die based off of a number to see where you guys end up so yeah yeah so no pressure cool no pressure (laughs) okay so i am going to start off by saying as i understand it 
the version of Dricht that you are based off of did not know Dr. Samantha Calvin or Dr. Kyle Reed personally, and yet seemed very motivated to rescue them. Why? Dr. Samantha. It's been a while. Hello. (laughs) There's batteries are running out. (laughs) (laughs) Boom. Dr. Kyle Samantha. Dr. Kyle Samantha. <laughs> Come on, dude. We've only said this five hundred times. Trick. Dr. Samantha Calvin and, and Kyle Reed, they um they they gave me an opportunity after I did some not so great things in my past. Spent some time in a mandate jail cell. And it it just never sat right with me what happened to them, especially with what the mandate did or force Kyle to do. Um, yeah. And so there was just, it feels like it was one of the last things I need to do from that time to give them an opportunity, the same one that they, they afforded me. Yeah. The light starts to, to flicker a little bit more. So you have nothing that tells you anything about their personalities. It is just they were kind to your previous incarnation. And so you wish to be kind back? Oh, no. I I, I wrote about them um, in, in various uh, diaries that I left for myself. Um, Dr. Kyle Reed was definitely more of the, the emotional one. Um, Sam was distant at times, but not in a, a cold or, um, off-putting way, but just like, she was always thinking about a lot of things. He was very much the, you know, kind of off looking off into the the sunset. Like we're going to go off and do this great and wonderful thing. And Calvin was always much more of the, the realist of the two of them. And I, I, I think they, you know, balanced each other out quite a bit. Calvin always grounding Reed a little bit more and Reed eking out a little bit more of that sentimentality that wouldn't necessarily be present in, in Sam. And then I rule again. Mm-hmm. Okay. The light starts to flicker a little bit more. And you can see it now. It's, it's not It's not just periodic every few 15, 30 seconds, but now it, it's, it's starting to every five seconds or so. And the light itself seems to struggle to be completely alight. You said you wrote about them. Where are these writings and can't I have them? Oh, they should be in the, um, the safe in my, in my lab, so... Something I that have you that. should have already grabbed. Okay. Um, that's that's primarily the the writings that that I have uh, about them around them. Most of them are just anecdotes here and there. Nothing like uh, this was my friend Sam and Kyle. These are kind of the people that they were, but more just like this is what we did today. And from that, I extrapolated. But before I became this strict. I wrote to myself that this is something that I wanted to do. Mm. And from the moment I woke up, there are some things that 
torques can really hold on to after death. Most of them tend to be about building or creating or some form of science and deeply understanding the universe, but this one stuck with me. And so when I was reading about them, I understood what that longing was about. Hmm. This one's going to be tough. Yeah. And at that, the... Before it completely goes, I'm just going to say thank you. Completely monotone. You're welcome. And it shuts off. And Dricht is gone. And this was probably going over, you know, the course of several minutes after you guys got on the monorail. You are now approaching the station in the mall where it says, next stop. I forget. The mall. (laughs) The mall. The mall, which is called. You know the one. You know. (laughs) The only one we have. The only one that's called the Central Plaza Mall. Central Hub Plaza Mall. This is the weirdest <laughs> announcement <laughs> system I've ever heard. They like really the, don't do retakes really on these recordings. Yeah, they just pre-record us. Like, all they right, kind of go for it. It's, it. Cool, yeah. it's not broken either because of, <laughs> oh, it's the Nexusphere Center. That's it. There <laughs> you go. The Central Hub Plaza is what sits outside the um is like the the little square that you guys parked your car in. As we are pulling up, I am fully anticipating that one nanite zombie that we did not in fact kill or I think maybe even injure in any way to be oh, there. No, they they were continuing to just fire at yeah. you. Yeah. So left. like when we get the next approaching, Nona pulls out her sniper rifle and goes to the window and is just kind of waiting for this to come up. And now you you recognize that there is that one. They no longer have this purplish, um, mm-hmm. semi-opaque, you know, gloss over top of them. They're back just to kind of sitting on a, a nearby bench, occasionally like looking down at their watch and then looking up and tapping their foot. You do notice that on the other platform, there is quite a, a scene as some things are starting to like, like the Iron Giant like hand starting to like try and move its arm back into the the little hole uh, or it, like the lowered platform that the, the monorail actually sits within below the platform itself. But other than that mess of things that is trying to obviously put themselves back together, there are actually three other zombies that you guys didn't actually take care of. I think all three of which are on the other platform because that was the one that they were originally on. Question just for flavor. How often do these trains come and are the other ones continuing to get run over? <laughs> like, do they put themselves back together in time for the train to show up or are we escaping? Help, you can't help but notice that there seems to be fresh track <laughs> on these. Like, you would expect, like, this is about the state that you left them in. Um, and so they do appear to get themselves put together a little bit. But the the trains, they're running on time <laughs> pretty consistently. I they hope might they need don't to feel wait. pain. <laughs> they might need to wait until um, evening when the, the service, the trains have a little bit wider uh, time in between them before they're fully put together as they are just continually getting run over. Over and over again. There has to be a point where they're just going to be atomized and like <laughs> it will be done. But some some far distant 
future. Anyway, yeah, like I would, if if at all possible, I would like to, with the sniper rifle, attempt, attempt to get the other one as we are coming into the station. Because you were having us mm-hmm. before shoot through the windows. So I'm guessing at the very least there's like a broken window or something. Because somebody got shot. You are in the middle of a nano... Uh, a nanite no, that's field. a good part, like, and it's not even the same clean. train. I yeah. can break out the window, mm-hmm. though, can't I? You can. Okay, um, I'm going to do that. <laughs> you, you break out the, Guys, the like, window. Straight, straight up, as soon as he goes, now approaching, I stand up, pull my sniper rifle out, go to the window, bust it out, and lean out without communicating, because I'm so bad at that. I appreciate the enthusiasm. <laughs> what's What's happening? This There's, is not going to be the easiest shot, I'm but fine with I this. will give you... I give you like a free attack. Go. Cool. So yeah, take a, a shot at this thing. It's just kind of sitting right now, so it's not expecting you. Uh, we don't have the sheets in front of us. I was wondering if I could get any bonus for like prepared position. Um, I don't think this is an assassination because like prepared position. No, I training. thought prepared yeah. position was different. No, yeah, prepared position does give you like a little bit of a, a bonus. I mean, we are on a moving train. So That's true. Yeah, you I'm don't gonna, have I'm to. That's say, fine. I'm, yeah, just. I will give you uh, an attack without it noticing, though. Okay. Uh-huh. Give me a minute. Doing math. 25 to hit. <laughs> that does hit. You're going to have to roll for concealment, though. Sounds good. Um, Are we at 15% or higher? I would expect. Um, So it's for every 50 meters. So I'm going to say 15%, yeah. That is a 22. That just makes it. So roll for damage. Cool. <laughs> All I can think is just this, this zombie just occasionally checking its its watch. And then the next <laughs> the next train is arriving. Now arriving. And then just a shot rings out and just explodes. Headshot. It's like, you know, when it's in combat mode, it's like, oh, all suited up, ooh, telekinetic. This is just someone who was on their way to work or whatever. 14. So your aim is true. You hit them directly in the chest as you have been taught when it comes to sniper rifles. None of this fancy headshot Mm -mm. stuff. You want to aim at the center of the body, try and make the most damage and hope that just one hit will be able to do what you need it to do. And it rips through the center of this zombie and you see this nanite smoke just start to splay out of it. And it falls over more dead than it was before. <laughs> Amazing. It does appear that, the, once again, the smoke just kind of filling back in. But that one's going to be down for a little bit. And all the rest of them are on the other platform? That is correct. All right. Okay. We now go. arriving. <laughs> right, because we were approaching before. Mm-hmm. Please step back from the yellow line. Mind and- the gap. <laughs> And you step out onto the platform. The other three that were across the way do notice you and start to make a movement. But if you guys don't want to do anything with them, you could literally just walk away from them. Yeah. 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 Let's get out of here. We only have three bars on our battery. I'm thinking maybe two now. Oh, wait. Train ride doesn't take a whole one. It's yeah. the entire trial. I'm probably going to say you still have three. Nice. Um, until you get through the mall and then you'll have two. Sounds good. No. Okay, perfect. Do that. All right. And so you guys head back up the stairs of the mall as you leave the three kind of walking towards you in a shambling, at a shambling pace. 
So you're like, eh, maybe we just keep the keep the pace up a little bit. Do they attempt to go directly? Like when they see us, do they go down in that thing yes. again? Amazing. They, okay. they don't. They don't attempt to walk, walk up around the, the stairs. stairs and go around the other side. Perfect. No, they're very much like I have identified something that does not belong here. I'm going to walk directly towards it. Excellent. And so they're not the brightest. They're zombies. Brightest, they're doing uh, the best. Light bulb in the. Home Depot. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. I like that one. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not sure. the brightest light in that one really bright eye or Home Depot. That <laughs> you know, you. Like, I thought one of those. Exactly that one. Yeah, that. it's just that exact. It's very one. pretty. <laughs> I was trying to say sharpest tool in the shed, but I already said light bulb, so you have to keep going. All right, so you guys make your way through the mall. I'm gonna need you to make a check for me. Could you all make a wisdom notice check, please? I think this goes without saying at this point, but basically this entire time now that we're moving, Nona, Leggett, yes. right next to each other. Right next to each other. Yep. See this fancy coin? Yes. There's a fancy coin that I have in front of me. This is dark. Drop it. Make it do the it's thing. Jingle gonna, jangle. I'm going to drop it and make there it do the thing. I'm going to spend. See how annoying that is on audio. I like it, actually. That's one of the sounds I like listening back there. I'm like, yes coins give me the jing- it's give like me the straight up jangle. like fully but not really because it is actually coins it's not mocking coins it is coins i mean you can That'd do be fully, fully with okay. the actual thing itself cool, cool. if we were trying to approximate the sound of a bunch of coins jingling in a bag <laughs> we, we, we got, we've got a pretty good approximation <laughs> now they're riding horses in the rain <laughs> quick clip clip <laughs> clip flop i got a nine all right that's a nine from alex mm-hmm I got a seven. I also got a seven. Okay. I'm going to give Tony, Claire, and Leggett. Leggett. <laughs> and the zombies. <laughs> and the zombies get things. Okay. Alex, you're the only one to notice this. There appears to be not a commotion. When you were walking through here before, it was quite quiet. You weren't really hearing much of anything except like the were of various electronics, hums of the lights above you, and maybe the occasional shuffle of a nanite zombie pretending to, you know, do do its weekend shopping. Right now, you hear more shuffling than you had heard before, similar to when you guys jumped into that Bass Pro Shop mm. a while back that I think you got a hat from. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. I saw it. <laughs> yeah. Of course. It reads, fish fear me. Women fear also me. fear me. Yeah. I'm a scary and man. The unnerving thing is you hear this shuffling coming from in front of you, not behind you. Guys, I think um there's a little bit of a horde coming up. Um where are we exactly at this point? You're about halfway through the mall. So you can probably see Probably in a couple more minutes of walking, you will see the the front, like the the glass front of this this mall. So you'd probably say you're about a three minute walk from there. Gotcha. And are we like on an upper level? Do we have to? I was intending for you guys to be on the lower level. Okay, we're on the lower level. Because the monorail's down. Yeah. So you guys Mm. are on the lower level. There's an upper level that kind of has some balconies and skywalks kind of overlooking where you guys are are currently walking. Were we up there before? Were we always on the main level when we came in also? I think Drick's cybernetics lab was on the second floor. Okay. 
and maybe build a drone workshop. Is there is there a level above us? There is. Like there's a second level with other store shops in there. Micah, do you have a do you have another uh, construct in you, or are you all tapped out? Yeah, no. I mean, it's been a little bit. I'm assuming we're in a new scene from the fight at this point. Would That's that be correct. right, Jeff? Yeah. Can we yeah. Uh, can we get a staircase up up the level? Yeah, I can only cover like three meters at a time. I could stack up a few if we think that's best. How many meters is it up to the next spot? I could like make some ladders or some stairs. It would take a few, but I've got a lot of telekinesis in the tank. Um, I just, don't know. Just to check really fast. Also, are there stairs or an escalator <laughs> that we could just go up? You did pass some uh, a, a while ago. Oh. You don't know how far forward the next ones will be. Nah, let's just do this. This sounds great. That would probably be... What is the next one? Because they're, they're pretty high, like, ceilings and stuff like that to kind of fill a, a sense of, like, grandeur, right? If you voluntarily dismiss it, do you get the effort back? Can we do that video game thing of you make the one, you make the second? Yeah, not exactly. Yeah. I, I do com- right. I do commit for the scene for each uh, of okay. these. We could also just go in a but, store. That worked last uh, time. Yeah, I've got five uses, though. I'm going to say about 10 meters, maybe. No. Oh. Okay. So I could do three and then we make a jump up or I use four, which kind of seems like a lot. Or we could duck into a store yeah. and just put up a fake wall using that. Yeah. Cover oh. cover the doors. Probably work. Could always duck into Perry Hotter. Oh, no. oh is that like, is that nearby? Is that he's Claire? <laughs> he, did, he didn't say it was on the second floor. Claire, oh no, Jeff smiling. We Claire, did, where's the we theater? Did, we did pass it by a little while ago. <laughs> Perry Hotter? <laughs> you think Claire's Let's are take in a retreat. quick vote because there's definitely because there is a horde of zombies coming <laughs> yeah. in. Uh well, I, all in favor. Do we, do we know if they're coming towards us? All in favor. Uh, they were in, in front of... You said they were in front of us, right? Yeah, yes. but we don't actually know if they're coming towards but us. But don't we need we to go just... through anyway? Is it getting louder? It does not appear to be getting any louder. Oh. Okay. It is one consistent noise in front of you. Maybe they're bunched up on something. Maybe they've glitched. <laughs> is there any way to use sniper rifle binoculars anything like that to like see anything or are we talking way far off or Um, around a corner or something i was thinking around the corner but Mm -hmm. i would have i I would allow you to make your way up and then try and do a a quick scout to see what's going on if we gotta Mm -hmm. like make your way up as in forward or make your way up as in do our climbing boxes nonsense either or fair enough this is also what the drone is kind of for i could scout with that right do that all right yeah I was like, we're pretty... I forgot you had that. Wait, yeah. I keep doing that too. I literally thought about it. I'm like, we brought the drone on the train, also carrying two boxes. <laughs> mm, like, we're pretty confident that it's not going to get eaten to pieces by the nanites because all of its components were in the nanite field. You've sent right? it out into the nanite field multiple I, times. Did, did I do that? Yes, you did. You um, okay. In the fight, you sent it all the way across the room to go That's look and true. zoom in on the sword. That's true. I just get paranoid every time. This Great. is fair. Yeah, I'd like to send it scouting ahead kind of high enough above head level mm-hmm. that the zombies wouldn't be able to hear it because of its muffled muffles yep and so your drone immediately reaches up into the sky and i assume you're watching kind of what it's doing on some kind of controller with like a, a little yep. video feed and you have it turn the corner at a pretty high level flying higher than even the second level, reaching up towards like the skylights that are letting in sun. And 
it turns the corner and you see, as Alex described, quite a few zombies. They are kind of standing in this entryway to the car that you guys parked right outside and shuffling back and forth, almost in like a patrol. Not necessarily like they're looking for anything, but they're just kind of going back and forth. You notice you could probably count about eight of them on the lower level and then a few more up on the upper level, pacing back and forth, not moving too far from any one spot that seems to be the spot that they're kind of patrolling. All right. Yeah, I'll tilt the screen so others can see what's going on. They're like, what the hell are they doing? They're just like patrolling here. They're learning. These, and they, these don't look like former cop zombies or something. Are they just like folks in the mall still? <laughs> yeah. Um, you see like women and children or like the equivalent zombie size. I, I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. But you see... You know, there's an, there's one mall cop in there, but there's someone in there that's clearly come from, like, the food court. He's on a Segway. <laughs> He's going back and forth on a Segway, just leaning forward a little bit. Leaning, then leaning back. back. Then leaning forward. And then he leans a little bit too much, and he starts to lose control, and then he falls over. He gets up and then gets back on the subway. <laughs> segway. Um, yeah, it, it is just... It is not any one type of person, but just like an assortment of sales folks who may have been working the various stores, food courts, mall goers, and some security officers here and there. Yeah. Well, it doesn't seem like they've noticed us yet, but also it doesn't look like they're going to clear out on their own anytime soon. Okay. Could we create some sort of distraction that has worked in the past? Like it. Go, <laughs> go make a distraction. Make a, uh, uh, Don't wait, no, Tony. Huh? Can you make either an, an intelligence notice check or a dexterity notice check? Sorry, not dexterity. <laughs> notice check. Ooh, I want to know what dexterity like, notice means. That's like a reflex check. Yeah, <laughs> yeah a little it's bit. It's like how, how good are your reflexes? Okay, what was the other one though? Uh, either intelligence or wisdom. Uh, sure. Notice with intelligence, that's a six. Nice. Okay. Yeah. You notice that while the numbers seem to be maintaining at a pretty pace, like there's, there's none of these are leaving. You do notice that every once in a while, another one seems to be added either on the ground floor or on the upper floor and spaced out from the other folks, but also starting this same kind of weird patrolling pattern, like coming out of a store and then joining. You also notice maybe one or two figures outside of the mall as well. They do appear to be growing in size. Yeah. Okay. So more are kind of filtering in slowly. Is our car like blocking the entrance? What's going on here? Where they're like... On a nighttime concerts in this mall. <laughs> I don't know why they're. I don't trying. know, but it seems like more of them are coming, so we, we might need to. We move. need something. Just yeah, move. hunkering down might not be the smartest move here. No. Um. Okay. Great. So we have we have those on the lower floor. We have a couple on the second floor, who are they're also just like walking. Where where are the ones on the on the second floor like congregated on? They're like just kind of walking up and down the walkway around yeah, the entrance. Exactly right. Okay. 
Okay, so those will drop down onto us. Yes. So we'll need an umbrella. <laughs> Step one. Step umbrella. One. Okay. Zombie umbrella. Yes. Is the entrance to the mall like fully glass, like that that front entrance that our car is parked in front of? It sure is. Cool. <laughs> Sick. Okay, we could always drop down. <laughs> or, Micah, really fun slide. Slide down. True. Into the car. True. That would be pretty sick. I'm into it. I'm sorry. How is that going to work? <laughs> well, um, you see, we well, almost have enough force constructs we're figuring that out. Okay. to get up to the thing. So we could instead make force. We could go up to the second floor via like escalator or stairs and then kill the ones up there and then create a force construct thing to slide down directly over their heads, go out through the glass, drop down onto the car, get in the car and drive away. Yeah, so we're, That's we're, what I'm picturing. Okay. Cool. We're, yeah, cool. we're brainstorming right okay. now. There's no stupid idea. Yes, We're yeah. working backwards a little I, yeah, bit. Yeah, I just yeah. wanted to, I, I, when you said slide, I want to try and add a little bit more flavor so you understand the, the structure of this. So the second floor does wrap around, so it does reach out towards the front. The glass, the, the area next to the entrance on the second floor seems to be like a little dining area or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so the glass itself leading outward is... 90 degrees it's not like sloped in any sort of way so you wouldn't be able to slide on the glass on the outside or anything like that sure um so it would still be a decent drop to the car unless we build a slide out of force constructs yeah about how far would you say <laughs> is it? Uh, you can only do so many ju- instant actions on your turn ju- right? yeah just narrowing <laughs> his it, eyes like what yeah, fuckery yeah, is right, this okay so I, I just want to for the sake of mm-hmm. because this sounds fun if it doesn't work that's totally okay but what i'm able to do with the force constructs is yes you can only do so many per turn which is one but i can do and maintain like one every round, so every six seconds, and I can do up to five of those, technically up to six if I drop the armory. So like, how far away, just for the sake of uh, no bad ideas, how far away is the second floor from like the wall, the glass wall, where our car's on the other side, if we had to eyeball it? The second floor goes up against the glass wall. I was thinking the slide huh. would be on the outside. Like we bust through on the second, and then we sure. spiral slide down to the yeah. ground. To the ground, it might be, um, since there are steps up, did you guys drive them up the steps? You we did. We did. Yes. Directly, we directly, directly in front the of the It would the probably car. be about 10 meters down. Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah. I can make three of these and we like drop an extra meter. Split the difference. We put it half three a meter lower and then half a meter drop. And it's like, yeah, just like one of those little fun slides where you get a little bump every. That's right. Every the segment. Best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they okay. only hurt a lot. Great. You know what? That sounds like a good I don't think we can time. get both up and back down, though. We would have to either go back and climb up the escalator or... Yeah, if we want to be completely tapped out, we could do that. I think it would be better to take the escalator. Yeah, I don't think we can do that. I think regardless, we're going to have to take, off, take out the second floor first. Because if we try to go down to the lower floor, the zombies on the second floor can belly flop onto us. But the zombies... If we try to take out the second floor, the zombies on the lower floor can't jump up to us. They'll have to go. They'll have to take the long way around. Yeah. Won't the won't the belly flopping kill them? I don't know. It's, it's not that bad of a drop. Yeah. Mm. I mean, you it's said it's like probably damage take some damage. Gotcha. Some damage, but they can probably like, keep moving. I would honestly up, risk gonna... that versus the, if we leave and come back, there will be more of them. I'm feeling better about staying down on the first floor. And just trying to get through all the ones that are down here. Yeah, I mean, how many are down here currently, Jeff? About 
eight or so, but while this conversation was happening, yeah, yeah. have seen a ninth join. So there's nine on the ground, three up. I was saying just an assortment. You would probably have equal amounts. So there's probably 24 in total, eight on each of the, so on each of the walkways, that kind of is, you're making a face at me. Yeah, because I was assuming only two levels. There are two levels. There's, so there's two levels, but then there's walkways on either side of the- Gotcha. So there's 24 you know, kind of zombies how, here. Yeah. So like there's, okay. on all of the walls, there are stores. On second floor, there's also stores. Mm-hmm. Basically, just think of like as if there were two floors and then in the middle of the second floor, there's a cutout so that you could see down yeah. into the first floor. And so and there's a walkway on the right and on the left side. And there's eight zombies on either one of those. So if we were to go in the upper part, there would be eight zombies on whichever side we ended up in. And then most likely the other eight zombies would start running around. I'm assuming there's crossovers somewhere. Yes, at the front of this area. So if we go up, we're Think dealing with like 16. Yeah, yeah. So if we go up, we're dealing with 16 on the same level as us, but eight that can't reach us. And if we go down, we're dealing with eight that can reach us and 16 more that can reach us if they jump. Theoretically, yes. Okay, cool. I think if we leave and come back, there will be more. Yeah, no, it's going to be more. Yep. All right. Yes, and just try and sprint through. From the nine, from the lower floor. From from the lower floor. That I mean, that's what you're trying to say, right? Is that going back would be going up is gonna. That was my thought. Gonna make it harder. I yeah. yeah, I I don't. Yeah, I'm worried about them just jumping on us. I think that's like a very valid. Okay, then let's go back and go up. So they would not, you would not expect these things. They haven't shown like superhuman abilities other than the ones that have been literally psychics. And so like if there's a teleporter in there, you might have to deal with the teleporter, but you would have to deal with the teleporter no matter what. If they were to jump, they wouldn't necessarily be able to like jump onto you. They would jump onto the ground. And again, these have not been the most dexterous things. Um, so you wouldn't imagine that they could like jump and immediately swarm you, but there is obviously the chance that they start to jump over the railings or push through the railings, fall down. And then like, if they're ahead of you, be able to cut you off or something like that. Yeah. Cause they don't have like self-preservation really. Right. So no, that's something that we absolutely could not. easily expect they would maybe do probably do. Yeah. And I think I like our odds better going on the high walkway. And then also it's easier for me if I'm trying to help us clear some of these out, just drop them off Sounds so they're good. out of our way. Do, do we have any explosives left? We do. Throw out a couple of explosives, let those go off, and then just make a mad dash for it. Yeah. I'm picturing this weird. So like throw the explosives and then they explode and then we just run through them or throw the explosives elsewhere and try and direct them away. Oh, we could, we could do either one of those. I was thinking we're on the ground floor. Our car is on the ground floor. We throw explosives, try and clear out at least some of the nine that are on the bottom right now and deal with any of them that might come towards us. They aren't necessarily the strongest things. <laughs> Neither are. I know I'm not. <laughs> I, that was that was Kirsten. Sorry. Um, but uh, run and you know shoot them down as they come near us. Try and form like some sort of 
group and we move as a group together. We'll have to. <laughs> or we can try and distract them, I suppose. I'm not entirely sure how efficient that will be. No, I, th I think that that makes sense. If a goal is to rush through them, we should stay on the lower floor. And our win condition is we get through the front doors and get in the car. Maybe, Micah, if we're all through, you can block the front entrance so that they, they don't get through there. If we stay on the second floor, I think our win condition is we clear out all the zombies and then drop down and run through. And of those two, I think I think the rush through the zombies makes more sense. Okay. All right. Also, I looked up falling damage. Every three meters you fall is 1d6. So that'd be 3d6 that they would be taking on, which wouldn't necessarily be guaranteed to splatter them. Yeah. But they wouldn't, some of them might not even make it. To, to zoom out here and talk mechanically, we are aware that they have a swarm thing. This is a swarm. Even if something is mostly dead, if it's not completely dead, it's adding to the swarm thing. Yep. So that becomes a problem real fast. I just wanted to give you the more information. Yep. Okay, let's do it. All right. So what what is the plan here? Okay. I would like for Tony, at the very least, to be ready to figure out which ones, if any, are psychic and identify those. That is step one. I believe he can do that on site. So he hopefully can do that on his first turn as soon as we round that corner. Well, I, I can I can go up to it and, you know, just peek around and see if I can identify some. Sure. I can't I can't do it through a um uh, a video feed though. Yeah. I'm going to lend you lend the fancy sniper rifle. Yes. Oh, as he kind of like rubs his hands together. I'm already regretting <laughs> this. Tony gets super sniper rifle. Please remember that this is a mobile operation. Once we go loud, I'm sure that there'll be more zombies that will run towards a location. Yeah, yes. and if we're going for the dash option, I'm going to be a lot more limited in tossing them off us because I'm still carrying these two big crates. Mm -hmm. Oh, do we want to drop the crates? It seems like it might be a useful thing. What, what crates do you have? You, well, we have room in the car. Planning oh, the to we run. Got, we're the, planning the to run through. So if we're running through them, we cannot drop the crates, and then unless we're leaving the crates, are we leaving everything except the oh, giant ass sword? No, I can try and move the crates. You know, like the, over to the door to start with. Drop them I, there. I could. I. I'll be honest. I'm not going to be useful firing a gun well, yeah. i could carry one of those can you can i yeah that's the question you couldn't <laughs> you carry the beacon earlier be he said he the... could but he was just he was gonna be slowed down you by could it. maybe take the drone that's probably the lightest thing well, the... right i guess did the book the thing we put the books in was Does like wheels what was a cart it might be very squeaky but you could try and push the book cart yeah uh, we'll, we'll give leg at the book cart Amazing. all right he wasn't gonna be helpful anyway yeah yeah and what was the other thing that you were carrying? The box of drugs. Box of drugs. We don't, like, do the drugs eat? We never discussed encumbrance there. So packaged together, they could be packaged together in threes. Sure. So there were six of each, which would be a total of four encumbrance. I can so like straight so up just okay. take two of those. That's not so bad. Does anybody else have any room in their inventory? I have some room in my inventory. Great. We're getting rid of this box completely. Leggett's pushing the books. We're going to carry these the old-fashioned way. You maintain your drone. Okay. 
Cool. And you can like program the drone to fly after us if you needed to. I, because I don't have the kind of neural link that you're able to set up with robots, I do right. need to like use my action to manually move it around, but I can fly it like toward the door. Once we get in the Le- car though, you yeah. could just drive it towards us. Exactly. And I can leave it hovering there and then use my telekinesis on everything else. So I think we're set with the drone. All right. Sounds good. So then you can also lift three of them then? That's right. Okay. All right. Uh, my get... plan is also to start with a grenade because I have one of those. Okay. Good. So Tony gets the super sniper rifle. Could you just give me those stats real quick? Yes. Um, particularly um, on the damage. Yes. You get a plus two to attack and then the base damage of it without any additional things is 2d8 plus two. And for shock and range, I just wrote a lot because okay. I don't think it has ever um, been what's relevant. It, what's its ammo? Eight. Okay, that, that should. Be Which fun. is a lot better than his one. It it, it sure which is. Which is why we're giving it to him. Okay. As a loan. Um, anyone else doing something different? I don't think Claire used her only EMP grenade. She has basically just the integrity stems and other stems on her person now. Okay. That's fine. Okay. All right. So okay. we'll do probably Nona and Micah up front. Legged Claire, Alex, and then Tony bringing up the back with the sniper rifle. And that's kind of like the spear formation we'll take. Okay. So yep. Micah and Nona up front. Claire and Leggett? Yeah. Yeah, second. Claire and Leggett second. Alex? Roughly in the middle. Roughly in the middle. And then Tony bringing up the rear. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can do that. All right. So, a couple of things. Because the nanite you know, swarm is still a thing around you. Uh, you need to make sure that you stay within 15 meters of Alex. That's right. I actually wanted to ask a question. Can yeah. we specifically, you've allowed us to hold an action before. Could we hold the movement action? So like, I'm not going to move on my turn, but I will move when Alex moves or is I, that going to be too complicated? I was going to say uh, the nanite only triggers at the beginning of your turn as long as you start your turn, because like this is all happening at the same time, right? right? And okay. so like you guys would be moving as one. And so you could try and press forward a little bit, but if Alex can't keep up for some reason, that might be a problem. You yes. have to be careful about that, especially considering that Alex is last in the order. Okay. And in, in your order at the very least. And so I'm going to say at the start of your turn is when that damage happens. Okay, I just... Actually, you know what? I'm going to change that. At the end of your turn, so you have the opportunity to try and save yourself. That would be nice, yes. <laughs> because if I move, and then Alex can't move, and then I die. Yes. Um, and so you guys could hold your action to try and wait for Alex to go. Um, mm-hmm. But at the end of your turn, if you are outside of 15 meters from him, and because we have these little boxes as two meters, what would that be? That's actually a pretty decent distance, mm-hmm. right? That's a, a total of seven, seven and a half. Uh, I would give you that that half of one. Cool. But maybe would put a little bit of restraints on you from what you can do because you're just like on, on the, the edge. edge. I don't know. That makes well, sense. If you guys want to push yourselves out that far, we can see how it goes. But you got to be careful because you're like right there on the edge. And if Alex even like takes like a half a step back, you are in. Yep. So. That is where we are right now. We've got a group of nine on the ground in front of you. Before you guys get into combat, however, 
Tony takes a peek around the edge and is able to point out three of particular importance. Now, he can't necessarily, oh, he, I think he does actually, but he, he can't speak to what they can do. Mm -hmm. But he points out there are currently three on the, the board that are different colors, red and blue. Those are the ones that have some form of meta-dimensional energy flowing within them. The ones that he points out as blue are, I believe those, that's a meta-scion. Oh. Okay. And the one in the back is a telekinetic of some kind. Cool. Gotcha. And so we begin our combat with Micah, who is good at not getting low initiatives because of a feat I think you took. Or mm -hmm. That's right. I am alert. Okay. So I'm going to be, yeah, starting us moving forward. We're kind of just trying to rush through these folks. I'm going to put a slip field down. Where you the slip field? Try and hamper them. I've been trying to math this out to get as many as possible. I think I can hit four at most out of the nine. Okay. So I think let's Here's the marker for yep. you to draw. All right. So just because this is the square that I know definitely hits four, I'm going to do the ones that are on the right side as we're running out. So I think I can hit one, two, three, four. If each of these is two meters, because I have a 10 meter diameter. Yep, that seems about right. Give me one second. Before you draw that, okay. um, you start to exert your psychic abilities on this area, trying to make an area of this walkway slippery. And when you do, you feel pressure against you, something that you're not familiar with. Metascians have the ability to mess with the uh, abilities of psychics, but you feel something pushing against you. And so mm -hmm. what is pushing against you is psychic static. They are committing effort for the day to negate a psychic effect, unless you choose to commit effort for the day. They then can choose to exert more effort in order to, and then you basically- You're counterspelling like, uh, the counterspell. Basically going up and up and up and up until- But they can like burn me out all in one turn. It's like, I choose to sit, like keep going. And then they say, okay, I'll put down another one. And then I have to put down another yeah, one all as an instantaneous thing. And whenever you bid, you are committing effort for the day to, to do that. Yeah, shit. All right. Well, my effort's worth much more to me than I think theirs is to them. Crap. All right. Well, I think I'm just going to let them cancel that. Okay. Can you uh, erase the, the line that yes, you were starting to make? I will do that. If you cast telekinetic armory, though, that is not something that they are countering. Okay, yeah. I already was, have that yeah. on, so unless they're able to disrupt yeah, it after no, it's it, active. I think it has to be... It's just going to get a second effect. I'm just going to... They're not going to deal with that one. But the, the slip field, you see... It was targeted at that one, and you feel the the resistance coming from that one. So it felt that a psychic ability was trying to be used upon it, and it was pressing back against it. Yep. Okay. Yeah, totally makes sense. All right. Well, that's my action, so I'm going to move forward as much as I can, trusting that Alex will be moving along shortly. We actually said that oh, at the end that? of your turn is when mm. damage would happen. So you could move forward to the okay. edge of it. Okay, I'll do that then. Which is... That would be seven. So you could move here or like kind of in that range. Okay, I'll do that. And then using my 
on-turn action for telekinetic armory. I will change my rifle for my I-beam. Okay, so you're moving into basically a, a attack hmm. uh, in, into melee range with this thing. I mean, this is what we've got in front of us, right? Like, we're we're trying to dash through, but they are very much in the way. Okay. So, yeah. All right, that was Micah's go. It's now Red's turn. It's going to use Slip Field. <laughs> All right. And it's going to use Slip Field on this area. That's about right. I, it's not exactly right. I think it's actually this. It's 10 meters across, right? Sure, yeah, it can be five by five squares. There you go. Which gets everyone except for Claire. Sounds good. So everyone needs to make a, a saving throw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, evasion save. A, evasion saving throw. So I will roll for Tony and for Leggett. Do you, have to roll a, do you have to roll above or below your save? You have to roll above your save. Gotcha. I succeeded. Um, I did not. Tony succeeded. Leggett does not. So Nona mm-hmm. and Leggett find that they are unable to stand on the ground effectively and slip. Whoa, 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 whoa. All right. Nona, it's now your turn. Cool. Well, we've changed the... I miss those sheets. Do we have those sheets? I don't have them on me right now. They're in a a different thing. Sorry. That's fine. I'm trying to figure out what being prone does to you. Yeah, Thank they're you. they're also in the public information drive. Yeah, I have five different copies of the rulebook open right now. Fair enough. <laughs> Trying to figure out what I can do. I think you could fire from prone if you want. You mm-hmm. are basically one movement away from getting out. Yes, but I would have to crawl out and then stand up, I believe. Yes. I and believe. that would take two things. So I'm thinking I crawl out and then stay prone. Yeah, and you could do, that. do something. Yeah, yep. firing from prone doesn't give you any kind of disadvantage. Cool. I am going to crawl out and stay prone then. Okay. And I am going to fire my mag rifle. Okay, which one are you firing at? The, the one in... blue one closest to Micah. Okay. Roll to attack. 20. 20 hits. Uh, it is outside the range, so roll for concealment as well. Mm-hmm. 66. That hits. And so, Nona, you slip on the ground, but see that Micah is now almost in, well, is in melee range of one of these things. You crawl out of the slip field, and you roll for damage and hit this thing four. Those are big eyes. 17. 17 damage, and this thing that was standing in front of Micah, one of the things that Tony pointed out, has this metapsionic abilities bursting through it, and gets fired directly into the chest, and its chest cavity explodes, and it falls dead. For now. For now. (laughs) As you know, zombies do. do. And that was known as turn. It's now Tony's turn. Tony is going to see that Leggett has fallen and will drag Leggett as well as the book. Leggett, the Leggett's book holding on to yeah. the book cart. Yeah, and Tony's just sliding around. around. <laughs> like, you he's basically just go. taking the, the cart as well as some uh, extra inertia. Amazing. And he's able to pull them out of the slip field. 
and he will also spend his action to lift Leggett up. So that was Tony's um, turn. Okay. What? I gave you a cool gun. Shoot the cool gun. Fine, he'll shoot the I mean, cool like, gun. because Leggett is also not planning on doing anything, right? You know, that is fair. That's very <laughs> true. He will pull the, the two of them out and then he'll set up a shot towards the next closest one that's standing in front of Micah, which is a, one of the yellow pawns. He'll take a shot and he does not hit. He rolled a four. God damn it, Tony. <laughs> that was tony's go and it's now the yellow folks's turn they are going to move in on micah the, fir- the farthest one i don't think has enough movement they can move 10 meters so that's it, that so one that's five, five squares boxes. okay and one and one two three how far can the the other yellow go this one can't make it this one should be able to if it We're moves through the other. We're just yellow right now. Just is, is, that, yellow. is that orange? Yeah, that's orange. Interesting. Oh, sorry. It, what a curious phenomenon. Okay. <laughs> sorry, Philip. It's all good. I should have used the purple ones. That's right. Anyway, so I don't think the yeah, other yellow one. Yeah. yeah. The other yellow one, we'll, we'll deal with him later. He's not going to get a chance to attack, but he will move in range of Micah. And so the first one gets an attack against you, Micah, but it doesn't have anyone else there to help it out. So it doesn't get any bonuses that normally uh, it rolled a natural one. Does that hit a natural one? Does that it, hit? I it does not. By the laws of nature. No. <laughs> <laughs> Never. The second one comes up and they get uh, a little bit of a bonus for additional ones that are around it. That rolled a six. That probably um, won't hit. That will not hit. That does not have nearly enough pluses in order to get that. So these two, they just appear to be regular old mall goers are going are, are reaching for you and you're able to... Push them off without them touching you. And the other yellow one is able to, let's say, flank Micah here, um, but he's not able to actually attack right now. It's now Leggett's turn. He's going to get up. Cool. And then he's going to help Nona up. Yeah, oh, thanks. There you go. I don't, have, <laughs> I, I don't really have a gun right now. I'm mostly just pushing this cart. That's his turn. Uh, it's now Orange Go. I don't know if any of the orange ones now that where they are can actually get to Micah, except for maybe this one. Can that one get to you, Micah? Uh, no, actually. One, two, three, four, five. No, I can go where the blue one just was that already died. Yeah, it was like goes one, two, three, four, right? Or on the diagonals. Yes, sure. on yes. the diagonals as well. Yeah, so that won't be able to get to you. This one's going to actually run past. We'll do the, that later. So this one gets plus six from his friends being around. See if I can roll any better. Oh my god! No, okay, that's a fourteen, not a four. Plus six. Yeah, plus more than six, but I think twenty hits you anyway. It does. Not going to give away my <laughs> stats just yet. Mm. Okay, and they also get to roll uh, deal in a little bit of extra damage because they're by their friends. Oh, nice! It's a total of nine damage. Oh man. Okay, take that. And so you were um, focused at the ones that were coming at you and you didn't realize one that was sneaking up behind you. It is able to brush your shoulder and you again feel that eating away at you. That was Orange's turn. Claire is going to, well, she's going to take a shot at, at the orange one that just moved up. Also, the other two orange ones moved up. Um, I think this one will actually head towards um, Leggett, Tony, and Nona. No, he 
does, does that that doesn't pass directly by me for me to like get no an opportunity I mean, attack you've no. got people all around you okay oh, it could have like passed through his allies oh um, that's that right. other orange one's gonna move here okay okay and so that is the orange's turn claire is going to take a shot at the one that is closest to uh the soft soft boy with the knowledge yeah let's call him that from now on <laughs> the soft soft boy with the knowledge she hits he is in the range of the beacon so his healing does not work and also there is no concealment she is going to roll some damage thank goodness to try and hit this boy uh, she rolls a total of 13 damage which Yay! is enough to down that one Nice. So, Nona, you see one sprinting towards you as you and Leggett get up, and it get immediately gets dropped as Claire moves towards it, and then also is going to tentatively move forward such that <laughs> Alex can move forward on his turn, which is right now. Okay, yeah. How does everybody look HP-wise? I think a couple of people have taken a little bit of damage. Micah, I think, is the only one to have actually taken any damage. Okay. Uh, in, this in this fight so fight. far. This fight. Yeah, yeah. I'm... Below half health now, but I'm. I couldn't remember yeah. what damage not carried over before. Before for some. Oh, okay. You only yeah. healed for some. You've been taking uh, a beating. This that is right. Yes, a little, bit. So, a little bit. And I'm pretty sure Alex healed, and then both of us immediately got hit by the fancy sword, that's and so right. almost all of the oh, healing right. went away. I forgot about the fancy sword. Yeah, yes. that, that did that did some damage. Jeff, that's the entire point of this thing. That's why we're here is because of the fancy sword. Come on. Speaking of. Okay. I'm going to take out the fancy sword. Come I'm excited on. for it. Okay. I'm going to move up a bit. You probably want to move forward as, as forward as possible, even though that does. Yeah, that's scary. what you think. But the, the, the thing is wider than you expect. Yeah. Let's move, move up there and let's take a shot at that orange one over by Claire. Okay. So Alex Or actually no. Let's do let's do one of the yellow ones by by Micah. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Alex steps up in between the downed zombie that was coming towards the group of Nona Leggett and Tony and is now attacking one of the ones surrounding Micah. Is so that correct? 14 hit. Yeah. 14 hits and I believe they're within range so you don't have to roll for concealment. Cool. Roll for damage. Uh, so that's seven damage with the mag pistol. All right. I'm going to do a thing and see. Is it seven damage? Yeah. Yep. That's enough to kill it. Oh, nice. Micah, you feel one of the things exerting pressure on you and on your flanks immediately goes down as well as Alex is able to down it. And now it's Blue's go. And Blue is going to just move up here trying to figure things out. And that's the end of the round. And at the end of this round, you hear commotion coming from the railings on the sides that surround you guys. And you see that two zombies fall right onto the, the level that you are on, pushing in themselves through the glass railing and splaying onto the ground itself. I'm going to roll a die to figure out, there's gonna be one from each side to figure out where along this 
arena that they fall onto. Okay, give me one second as I put things on. This one falls here prone. And this one falls over here. Now here's the question. Are the zombies smart enough to not target their allies with slip fields? Nope. They are not. That one failed. <laughs> it's on the ground. Suck it, green zombie. Um, I'm going to roll damage for both of them as well now. Okay. Far green one is still up, but its legs do not look good right now. Mm, ew. Mm, I'm also going to put them at the, the bottom of the order. And then the green one closer to you guys. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, That's dear. almost max damage. <laughs> Did he, yes. he fell on his That's back. a six, a six, and a five. So it doesn't matter that he, he fell in the slip field. He hits the slip field. He starts glitching into the floor. <laughs> <laughs> then he flings off into space. Never to be seen again. Stretches across the entire. It gets so loud. There's just so much banging. <laughs> and then it just flies away. Oh. Yeah, so that one, that one's just dead. I like that. Good. <laughs> I like that for it. All right, and that's the top of the order. But we'll finish this combat next time. Oh man, oh. spicy! Sure, ending, yeah. ending in the middle of a combat. You're getting spoiled by these double sessions, Jeff. It's a double <laughs> session, so I don't have to figure out how to figure out where session everything goes again. Session time. What is that? We're just going to get to go into the next one. You will have to wait. Happy Halloween. <laughs> God, I wish. Happy February. Take that, audience. <laughs> From all of us at Seven Star and everyone in the Pugsatani area. <laughs> <laughs>